On the topic of political elections, I encourage everybody to educate yourselves on both dominant political parties, on all viewpoints, from a holistic approach considering both national and international implications for our country. To truly be a great American is to take our democratic principles seriously, to consider the global stage we're on, the light we guide, and control the world with, to consider what kind of legacy we want to push forth. If hearing the opposing views or listening to the stories or reading the statistics and seeing the media coverage is too difficult for you to confront, then you clearly are not educated enough to be voting on that topic. If you have to mute or unfollow accounts or people on social media that are actually spreading things topically relevant to them based on fact and evidence and science and affecting almost every aspect of their personal, public, and professional lives, and you consider that person a friend, then you need to stop and consider why you don't also want to support their right to safety, adequate health care, and physical well-being. Because your vote does affect other people's lives. Lives that have minimal or no effect on your own. At the end of this, I also do not want to hear a fucking word about what a snowflake libtard I am. Because I'm about as small town historic America as it fucking gets. I grew up just outside D.C. in a historically preserved, agricultural, heavily Christian community on an Appaloosa horse family farm. My maternal grandfather was a colonel in the U.S. Army and veteran of World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. My paternal grandfather was a U.S. Army, National Guard, and Army Reserves veteran and New York City police officer for over 27 years. My dad was a nuclear engineer in the fucking Pentagon during 9-11, and I was the last person in my third grade class picked up. I didn't know if he was coming back. My stepfather is a career Navy man. I bleed red, white, and blue. I literally won my third grade talent show right after 9-11 singing the national anthem. So get the fuck out of here and don't you dare try to say that voting for him is a vote for democracy. This is also one of the reasons I'm so passionate about how it absolutely is our responsibility as American citizens to consider the wider spectrum of views than just the ones we're born into. I watched my grandfather refuse to die, desperately clinging for life, for years literally as a result of the horrors of living with his own life choices. I watched him drink gin from the moment he woke up to right before bed as a coping mechanism because his decisions under pressure cost thousands of human lives for the good of our country. Even his most justified decisions rang heavily on his conscience. Considering the value of a life is not an easy decision to make. Sure, It is necessary at times, but it is just as important to remember that you have a moral obligation not just to limit your own casualties and the casualties of non-participants, but also those of the enemy itself, as Annie Jacobson so pointedly writes in The Pentagon's Brain. Great book. Highly recommend it. Very interesting view of DARPA. So there's consequences to our actions. Ignorance has never been a valid excuse for breaking the law, so why do we allow it for creating them or voting on them? Seriously, though, 
Whether you support Trump or not, you owe it to yourself and your country to actually be aware of how close his leadership style is to fascism or the mindset of Nazi Germany. And I say that as a blonde hair, blue-green-eyed German. Trump is also of German descent, for the record. So, we're going to get into it. Alright, so starting in 1913, Hitler dodged the military service in Austria and fled to Munich, Germany. While in college, Trump had four student draft deferments, some of which are heavily scrutinized for legitimacy. Hitler had right-wing nationalist views. Trump, ding, 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 right-wing nationalist views. Hitler had chaos and resentment that allowed his growth. Trump has chaos and resentment over a politically corrupt white female bureaucrat that allowed his growth in 2016. Hitler had outrage over the Treaty of Versailles, um, which basically just held Germany accountable for war losses and the German army was downsized. Um, The German economy was also on the verge of collapse. Trump has undeniable outrage over politics, both um, in reference to corruption, systemic racism, and accountability. And then with the coronavirus, the economy is now on the verge of collapse. Hitler... Um, utilized rumors that Jewish people on the front of World War I had stabbed Germany in the back. Trump utilizes rumors that all of his political aides and appointed officials that have now either left on their own or been fired have all stabbed him in the back. The 1921 Nazi party had its own flag, newspaper, and private army with access to hidden stores of weapons. Trump's campaign has their own flags, newspapers, emails, etc., and a private army, the Proud Boys, a.k.a. the KKK, a.k.a. all the white supremacist groups, all of which have access to lots of weapons. Hitler lost the 1932 election, but pressure and failure in parliamentary elections assigned him as Chancellor of Germany. Trump lost the 2016 election's popular vote by over 2 million votes, Um, but he won by electoral college decision. In 1933, Hitler passed the Enabling Act, which allowed Hitler's cabinet to institute legislation without parliamentary consent and was basically his surge into power or like the first year he was officially in it. Um, He also had profiles of him portrayed as a cultured, beloved person by both dogs and children. Uh, Trump has nepotism. His entire cabinet is literally his fucking family. How that is constitutional or appropriate or unbiased, I don't fucking know. This isn't succession. We shouldn't have this in the White House. He also has profiles of him portrayed as a suave businessman, well-loved and respected. Give me a fucking break. Literally raise your standards for men. Hitler smashed the nation's democratic institutions and transformed Germany into a war state intent on conquering Europe for the benefit of the so-called Aryan race, and attempts at left-wing revolution were met with much harsher right-wing reaction. Trump has been impeached, he's utilizing voter suppression, tax evasion, nepotism, has sexually assaulted several women, effectively smashing the nation's democratic institutions, and in the midst of a BLM versus KKK showdown, we are effectively teetering dangerously close to a war state because our police have militarized themselves because apparently policing citizens is now a war zone. 
Which, side note, I just came back from that paternal grandfather's funeral talking to several ex-New York City lifetime cops, and they had nothing but negative things to say about the difference in force versus deadly force. You guys are a disrespectful to the entire institution of the fucking police. Hitler also touted racehorse theory or selective breeding programs. Trump, on September 18th of 2020, referenced the racehorse theory during a Minnesota campaign. Hitler had the support of the German officer class, Nazi party, and influence who viewed him as a national savior. Trump, of German descent, blind support from the far-right conservative who view him as a gift from God. We will get into it on another day of how Trump is absolutely not Christian or any representation of that. Hitler secured German order over incompetent or inefficient regimes. Trump ran on a platform about the inefficient bureaucracy, which, fair, valid, but I don't think he's done any job addressing it. Hitler thinks mankind has grown great with eternal war. This is the one place I will say Trump has differed so far um, because he has discussed reservations against the war in Iraq. He talks about removing troops. Mind you, he has not. (laughs) There are no less troops out than when he started, and he has had plenty of time. Um, He also discusses concerns over building a fast world and political instability and warfare being problematic. Uh, Hitler suppressed the Communist Party. Trump labels the liberal media as fake news and undermines the credibility of nearly everything the Democratic Party does. He labels it as blanket communism. In Hitler's Germany, the Nazi Party fed on unemployment and bank failures, which were just another proof of democracy's failure. Right now in the U.S. and Trump's America, we have 45.5 million who filed for unemployment this year. With the pandemic, U.S. billionaire wealth has surged by over $584 billion, while $6.5 trillion of household wealth has disappeared. Clearly, the unemployment and economic or bank failures are very, very obvious. Hitler created civil order by crushing protests. Trump militarized the National Guard against Black Lives Matter protests, even though his supporters are the far-right white supremacists that the FBI has labeled the worst domestic terrorist threat to our country. Hitler ran on a platform of making the fatherland once again a world power. Trump's platform is literally make America great again. Newsflash, you've also had four years. You shouldn't be running on the platform of, again. (laughs) The Holocaust also murdered 6 million Jewish people, homosexuals, political dissidents, intellectuals, etc. They also forced Jews and undesirables into ghettos for easier roundup later. In Trump's America, with coronavirus in 2020, in April, he claimed that we would be far below 100,000 dead. Then he enacted no national policy to address any of that. 
By October, there are currently 200,000 dead and a predicted additional 20,000 by the end of the month alone. Coronavirus and the mishandling has killed more in the last eight months than the past five flu seasons combined. It also has killed more than Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq, and World War I combined. As far as our ghettos are concerned, American ghettos are already urban neighborhoods confined largely due to the generational impacts of systemic racism and segregation, so the majority of residents are minority populations. We always say it could never happen here, but the signals are actually in place that it could, and we need to recognize that and rectify it. Concentration camp workers in Nazi Germany also often succumb to malnutrition and disease. In Trump's America, in 2020, with the Affordable Care Act, he's actively trying to repeal it, which would cause over 21 million Americans to lose their health insurance in the middle of a global pandemic. And over 40% of our country's population has ongoing chronic disease. Removing access to affordable medication, healthcare access, etc. doesn't get much more succumbing to disease than that. In Hitler's Germany, medical clinics employed Nazi doctors to perform painful scientific experiments. Are we already forgetting in Trump's America that an ICE-funded doctor in Georgia was colloquially known as the uterus collector and removed immigrant or refugee women's uteruses without proper consent on several occasions? Even if it's just one fucking person, that's one person too many. In Hitler's Germany, in Mein Kampf, Hitler wrote that propaganda must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over. He also coined the phrase Lugenpress, or fake news in English. In Trump's America, one, have you seen his Twitter feed? It is literally the same sentiment in repetitive pattern, simple and short ideology. He also literally says fake news and encourages and spreads a ridiculous amount of false or misleading information. Whether it's because he's actually an idiot or just that insane is still up for question, though. In Hitler's Germany, the German economy suffered after the Great Depression and the Wall Street crash of 1929. He took power several years later. It's no secret that the American economy suffered after the Wall Street crash of 2007 and 2008. However, several years later, here we are. Nazi Germany also maintained the supply of slave, slave labor, mainly prisoners and concentration camp inmates. If we consider Trump's current trajectory of following Hitler's footsteps thus far, which there are clear overlaps, and eventual potential use of prison slave labor, let's just look at how the U.S. prison system enables that. So our prison system has always been inhumane, with Dorothea Dix's work highlighting this in 1841. The United States criminal justice system generates an annual cost of over $81 billion to U.S. taxpayers. In 2016, over 2.2 million Americans had been incarcerated, and nearly 5 million were on probation or parole. Tough on crime laws? 
failed to rehabilitate and rehabilitation programs were often more cost effective. Side note, shout out public health, what it do. Corporations also benefited from the war on drugs and perpetuated mass incarceration. Within three years of release, two out of three convicts are rearrested and one out of every two are reincarcerated. Black Americans, due to persecution from segregation, Jim Crow laws, account for only 13% of the U.S. population, but make up over 40% of the U.S. prison population. And before you guys say it's because they do more crime, I know more white men in my personal life who are seen as great people in society whose parents literally paid for them to not go to jail or to get the charges dropped. So I don't want to fucking hear it, okay? Black people are held accountable more often. But back to the criminal justice system in the U.S., So we were criticized in 2014 by the UN Human Rights Committee for 10 judicial abuses, including mistreatment of juvenile inmates, as well as numerous Human Rights Watch concerns within our own nation. We also had zero tolerance policies show that it was a school to prison pipeline without considering the unique circumstances. And this showed that black students were disproportionately disciplined and detained. Privatization and for-profit prison industry began in the 1980s with Regan's War on Drugs. Corporations used prison labor. 18% of all eligible prisoners are employed by Unicor and paid less than $1.25 an hour. That includes Walmart, Eddie Bauer, Victoria's Secret, Microsoft, Starbucks, McDonald's, Nintendo, Chevron, Bank of America, Boeing, Costco, and Coach Industries. So if you think for a second that it's unreasonable to think that Trump would absolutely be able to use this, then you are looking at the worldview in a very narrow mindset. You do have to consider this possibility, given his track record and the last four years of existence. Looking at um, the final few points for Hitler's Nazi Germany, in the U.S. 1940 presidential election, Hitler and the German Nazi Party tried to interfere with the election and replace FDR. We condemn this because fucking duh. The only other time we've had known interference with the U.S. presidential election was in 1960 when the Soviet Union tried to intervene and meddle. We condemn this as incredibly unpatriotic, obviously due to the Cold War and international atmosphere at the time. Meanwhile, Robert Mueller's investigation showed Trump encouraged and welcomed Russian intervention in a U.S. election during 2016, all of which a Senate report supported with additional evidence. There is literally no time when anyone who is proud to be an American should encourage or value that. That should be condemned. Even if it is used for your own personal gain, you should acknowledge that and not want that support. And then finally, in reference to Hitler's wealth, he saw big business as opportunistic 
and received over like 700 million rakes marks in corporate payments, which is well over 3 billion US dollars. In Trump's America, never mind the fact that, you know, since like the 1980s, his businesses have been failing or he's been laundering money essentially or hiding it in offshore accounts, um, claiming massive losses, is currently over. million in debt, but his right-wing supporters are willing to see it as great because he forgoes like a $1.6 million salary, which is a drop in the bucket to um, A, what he says he's valued at, and then B, what he actually owes. Um, He also spends one in every three to five days from inauguration to 2019, so, you know, before coronavirus even hit, at one of his golf courses, one of his personally owned golf courses that are being paid for by the American taxpayer. Mind you, Trump has paid $750 in taxes on two occasions in the last 20 years and claims to be running a multi-billion dollar industry. He also misused his charitable foundation's funds for his own presidential campaign and was sued by the government while president to pay them back. And then as far as anti-Semitic behavior and injustice towards Jewish people, um, it's no secret that in Nazi Germany, Hitler encouraged Jews to leave the country. That was actually a goal of his. Nazi ideology provided an enemy to rally around, which was the Jews. In the U.S., we have the go-back-to-your-country Karens towards Hispanics. We have hatred towards BLM and blankly state that being Antifa, which literally just means anti-fascism, which literally means anti-Nazi Germany, which every fucking World War II veteran who fought for our country was mind you, in the 1930s and 40s, we have the audacity to have blanket hatred towards BLM. Um, They also have the audacity to tell Native Americans to go back to your country. Our school system has failed us. (laughs) Literally, there's hatred towards any non-white group, especially from Trump supporters. And the only enemy of the liberal ideology are actual Nazis. So why do you see liberals as so terrible? And as fearful as Trump is, I'm more fearful in this moment of truth for our nation that there's a significant proportion of my friends who I would normally consider reasonable, well-educated, and respectful, who I value dearly, and who I thought valued me and the world... (laughs) who are still planning to vote for him. So I'm coming to you now as someone who, embarrassingly, actually refused to see the greatness that is Barack Obama speak at UNC during my undergrad, based almost exclusively on the principal mentality that being liberal is evil or anti-military. And I implore you to actually consider the weight of your actions when you mark that ballot. Any true American who supports democracy and legitimately wants America to be great, will vote for Joe Biden. 
anything else is leaving the door open for Hitler 2.0 to stroll through.